This episode of the Columbia Basin Herald Studio Basin Podcast is brought to you by the Moses Lake Chamber of Commerce. The Chamber works to help businesses in and around Moses Lake flourish through networking opportunities, member-to-member savings for products and services, and connecting businesses with the resources they need to make Moses Lake a wonderful place to live, work, and play. For more information, visit moseslake.com or call the Chamber at 509-765-7888. Again, that's 509 509- 765-7888. Hi everybody, my name is Ian Bovona. I'm the sports reporter here with the Columbia Basin Herald. I'm joined in the studio studio today by Cheryl Schweitzer, our senior reporter here with the Columbia Basin Herald. Cheryl, how are you doing today? Good. Good, glad to hear. It's, it's Friday, it's exciting. It's Friday, which is good. The weather is supposed to start improving, which is even better. Mm-hmm. I know that you are nostalgic for snow, so maybe we'll get more. <laughs> I hope so. I, maybe <laughs> people around here probably don't hope so, but after living in the South for so long, yes. I, I, I long for the snow. Snow, snow is, a, is a novelty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, we'll get started with our okay. news segment. Uh, unfortunately, earlier this week, yes. we had a bit of a, a somber story yeah. uh, about the passing of Mattawa Police Chief. Robert Salinas. Cheryl, talk to us a little bit about yeah, that story. Um, Chief died very suddenly. Um, he was taken to the hospital Monday, according to um, his family's Facebook or social media posts. Um, passed away Tuesday. Um, Chief was very well liked in Mattawa, it seemed. I knew him. He was a nice guy. He was very interested in making Mattawa better mm-hmm. and making the police department better. Um, he worked really hard. He started um, Mattawas National Night Out, which is a, if people don't know what that is, um, it's like a night where the police department comes out, they sponsor a lot of games, a lot of fun stuff, and Mattawa had never done that. And Mr. Salinas started that. <laughs> we have a picture um, of him helping a little kid at the last month, as a matter of fact, at the um, Winter, winter Festival in, Mos- in Mattawa. Mm-hmm helping a little kid frost cookies. Oh. <laughs> and, you know, he was accessible to the community. He started something he called Coffee with the Chief, where you could come in and sit down and grab a cuppa and just talk with him. Um, great guy. Mm-hmm. I noticed in the, the um, he was called, some people were calling him Chief Bob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and died very suddenly. Um, the Waluk School District Superintendent told me that they were texting each other during the ball game on Friday, mm. last Friday. So it was, and our our prayers are with him and his family. Um, the funeral is the twenty third. No, the funeral is Sunday, the twenty second, mm-hmm. I believe, mm. in Granger, which is where he came to Mattawa from Granger at Granger High School. It's, um, the detail, the details on the time and place of the funeral are in the story that we wrote, which is in the Friday edition of the Columbia Basin Herald. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it almost, it kind of choked me up, the, the, the um, police department put a little note on their thing that said, you know, your watch is done, Chief, we have it from here. Mm-hmm. We have the watch, and yeah mm-hmm. cool guy yeah. Chief Bob Absolutely. Chief Bob's pretty cool definitely someone that the, the community all around Mattawa will miss yeah very much so mm-hmm. um, we do have other things going on 
some of them better news. Mm-hmm. Um, the multi-agency communication center, which is the 911 center, it's usually known by its initials, which are MAC, mm-hmm. um, is getting some upgrades. They let us take a peek at them this week. Um, they're very interesting. They're almost science fiction-y. You're, um, if there is, say, an accident in on Pioneer Way in Moses Lake, and they get 25 calls from Pioneer Way on Moses Lake, mm-hmm. and 24 of those are about the accident, but one is about somebody having a heart attack at the school district office, which is on Pioneer Way. Mm-hmm. The software will be able to ask questions and sort out the one and they don't have this yet it's coming the one emergency they will be able to route that so that that takes priority in Mm -hmm. the dispatch center so they can get emergency response to the guy having a heart attack Mm -hmm. at the at the Moses Lake School District office and still be able to um, take information from all the 24 people calling in about the accident. Mm-hmm. That's really neat. Kind of. And then yeah, and then another thing that it'll do is part of it. It does part of this now. If you call in and you're not and you're not speaking English and the dispatcher doesn't understand you, they do have a translation service. But the new software is able to translate it almost immediately, mm-hmm. like a couple seconds delay, to where. You may be speaking, say, Spanish. There's an accident somewhere. There's an accident near Mattawa. Caller calls in. He's a little bit, he, he's not speaking English. The software will translate it to where the um, dispatcher can see it in English. Mm-hmm. And this part of it isn't up yet, but eventually, the other thing is that capability, they've got it for Spanish, English, German, a lot of languages right now. They're going to be adding Russian and Ukrainian, okay. which is a big deal in our, in our area. Mm-hmm. Um, the other part of it is, eventually, this, like I said, this part isn't ready now, but eventually it will be able to, when the dispatcher speaks, she will speak English and it will translate Spanish mm-hmm. back to the caller or whatever the language is on the other end. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be video capability, there's going to be all kinds of really cool things. Mac is one of the first um, 911 centers in the country to um, get into this sort of Okay technology so this is and it's really cool um, and I did a story about it which I think published Wednesday or Thursday mm-hmm. and the other thing for Mac is that they are asking even with all this great technology um, the Mac's non-emergency number still rings into the dispatch center so it's coming in at the same time as all the 911 calls or emergency calls or everything and it's on a separate line, but they do try and answer it as soon as possible. But if it's coming in in the middle of an emergency, you're, they're either not answering it or something, you know, you're stuck online, you're stuck leaving a message or whatever, or they have to interrupt what they're doing to answer it. And so what they're asking is that people can go online and use the um, the Mac. There's like a, when you open their face, their website, there's a thing right up at the top that says make a report and they're asking people to use that mm-hmm. system and it does at this point you don't have to write anything down you just have to speak and it will translate that to um, words and 
that's the report that the dispatchers will see. Okay. And it's pretty quick. It's within a few seconds. That thing will pop up. Maybe the dispatcher can't get right back to you, mm -hmm. but it's less of a distraction for them when they're trying to answer 911 calls and stuff. Mm, most definitely. And that, that was um, the director, DT Donaldson, was telling me that if you, if you are not sure, if you think it is an emergency, go ahead and call 911. But if you know it's not an emergency, if it's a fender bender on the side of the road, no one's hurt, it's just an accident, you can use the um, report button, which um, kind of keeps some of that traffic from clogging up mm -hmm. the actual so dispatch center where they're trying to respond to. Yeah, it's still going where you need it to get to, but right. it's, uh, it's allowing the to prioritize some right. of the more important right. things and that may be going on at the right. time. Absolutely. Mm, gotcha. Well, it sounds like there's a lot of exciting things going on yeah. there. That, uh, the translation thing, that's really neat, yeah, especially with all the languages that are spoken around this area. I think that's yeah. a really neat, cool Well, anywhere, anywhere in the U.S., that's, that's an issue because, mm -hmm. you know, um, there's not so many Japanese here now, but they're, but, you know, say that people are delivering their kid to school in Moses Lake and the lady that only speaks Spanish rear ends the guy who only speaks Japanese, mm -hmm. who then runs into the person who only speaks Ukrainian. Uh -huh. <laughs> and that's that's not all that far-fetched. Mm -hmm. I mean, that could happen in Moses Lake. So this allows, um, especially in an emergency, a little bit quicker trans... And again, not all this stuff is there yet. It's coming. Mm -hmm. um, the Mr. Donaldson and the people from the company that's installing it said it should be, most of it should be here some by sometime this year. Oh, okay. So it's really fun stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And one more thing, as everyone knows, the legislative session has begun. Always a fun time. <laughs> um, right now we're just in the stage where they're tossing every single bill they can think of in the hopper. Um, some will get passed, a lot won't. We, just to plug the Columbia Basin Herald um, coverage this year, we have an intern that is taking care of that for us this year. Her name is Renee Diaz. She is reporting from the legislature. That's her full-time job right now, is to just go to the legislature and talk to Tom Dent and Judy Warnick and Alex Ibarra and people from District 12 and District 9 and District 15 and bring that information to, to us, to our readers, with her reporting. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We got some boots on the ground. <laughs> we do. Mm -hmm. In the combat zone. Uh -huh. We got boots on the ground. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I, okay. I think that'll do it for our yeah, new that's segment. Our, that's right? our new segment today. All righty. Before we jump into sports, the next segment of the Studio Basin podcast is brought to you by Sue's Gift Boutique at 212 West 3rd Avenue in Moses Lake. Stop by Sue's to explore a variety of items, including ladies' apparel, candles, hobo purses, items for infants, Ilse Jacobson shoes, and jewelry. Stop in and support a Columbia Basin business with local roots. All okay, right. Ian. So what's new on the sports beat? Well, there's a lot of basketball going on. I there's had a lot of basketball that. games yeah. this week. <laughs> uh, so we'll get started with that. Um, okay. we'll, we'll move till last Friday where uh, the Warden girls and boys played against uh, Riverview at home. Um, the girls first won 76 to 16 over Riverview. Ooh, okay. um, they only gave up four points in each quarter. Wow, uh, that is good defense. Yeah, just kind of from the start, you could see their press was really affecting them and kind of getting the ball, forcing turnovers off of errant passes. 
it was just one of those nights for Riverview. You know, it's tough to yeah. tough to beat Warden in general, but especially when their defense is clicking like that. Uh, Warden it, has still a lot of experience. Mm, they've got a lot of their girls graduated. They they lost a good chunk of their uh, team of uh, their teams from those you know the state champion team mm-hmm. and the third place team last year. Okay. Uh, they lost a good amount of them last year, but they've still got some returning talent. Um, they've got Lauren Madsen back, uh, the daughter of the head coach, Josh Madsen. Um, they've got Lexi Lineweber back, or Eliza Lineweber back, sorry. Um, so there's still some experience. The first okay. couple weeks were kind of filling those roles of those who had graduated, but now they're just kind of really uh, cooking with gas now. Okay. <laughs> um, it was the sixth time this year that Warden has allowed an opponent, or held an opponent to under 20 points. Uh, Man, the, that's... that's... That's defense. Yeah, um, and then after a Saturday win against Tri Cities Prep, the Cougars are fourteen and three this year. Okay. Um, after the girls' game, the boys ended up winning seventy-four to fifty-six, picking up their fifth win of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. They were led by junior Anthony Gutierrez with twenty-three points. In the girls' game, Madsen, uh, Lauren Madsen, like I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, she led the Cougars with twenty-two points. Cool. So some big wins there for Warden yeah. uh, last Friday night. Warden's girls' basketball program is is one of the better ones in this area, mm-hmm. and since they were defending state champions two years or state champions two years ago, one of the better ones in the state. In yeah, USA. I mean a third place trophy the year yeah. after that, and then um, no, ter- I, don't, I don't believe there's a tournament the year before them. No, but the year were. two yeah. years before that yeah. they placed fifth or sixth in one A okay. back when wow. they were in one A. So okay. it's been a good couple of years yeah. for Warden girls basketball. Uh, and then a couple of uh, other, I don't know if we can call them top teams, but they're around okay. that top 10 in the state rankings. Uh, Royal well, and Quincy. Well, if you're in the top 10, you're, you're, top, yeah, you're a top team. Definitely. And uh, I believe we have Royal, Quincy, and Waluke all in the top 10 right now. Is that correct? As of yesterday, as of Thursday, Royal was at 11. Okay. But uh, they're all around there. All right. Uh, Royal, Royal traveled to Quincy and ended up leaving with a 49-47 to 47. Quincy traveled to Royal. Ooh, I was going to say, I don't yeah. think that's quite right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Quincy, Ro- you really want to give the Quincy coach a heart attack? <laughs> <laughs> Quincy traveled to Royal, and the Knights ended up defeating the Jackrabbits 49-47. to It was a bit of a low-scoring game up based on that score. Only mm-hmm. uh, the Quincy led 23-22 to out of the first half. Um, that game Good got really... Good defense or bad shooting? A uh, bit of both. A okay. bit of both. It was uh, Royal likes to shoot threes, and at, in the... The first half and the third quarter, they just weren't really falling. That kind okay. of stems because they had a big win over Wall Loop the night before, which you okay. know rivalry game. Yeah. Uh, less than twenty-four hours player later, you're playing against a pretty good uh, Quincy team at home. But um, uh, Jackson G- Royal Junior Jackson Larson hit two big threes before halftime to cut it to that one-point deficit. Uh-huh. Um, and then the Jackrabbits went on a bit of a run in the third quarter, ended up leading by more than ten points. Uh, but then the uh, Knights just kept chipping away and chipping away after mm-hmm. a slow start to the fourth quarter. Um, then the three started falling for oh, Royal. Okay. Um, they had senior Ezra, or junior Ezra Jenks, uh, sophomore Cameron Blair, and junior Lance Allred all hit three-pointers. Um, okay. Jenks' three <laughs> ended up giving the Knights the lead. Um, and then late in the game with, like, uh, I think it was like three, four, a couple seconds left, yeah. uh, Royal senior Caden Allred was fouled while attempting a three-pointer. With the game tied at 47, Ooh. so he gets three free throws, goes to the line. He actually missed the first one. I uh, talked to him after the game. He said, "Yeah, he just left it a little long. He just kind of took a breath and settled down. Ended up hitting the final two. 
and then uh, Quincy's Hail Mary at shot attempt at the end of the game ended up bouncing off the roof of the gymnasium there at Royal High School and the Knights defeated uh, Quincy 49-47 to so mm-hmm. very exciting game Royal with the with a win over College Place on Tuesday nights they improved to 11-5 and this year and 4-0 in the South Central Athletic Conference Quincy after that loss kind of uh, they, yeah, from what you said, the coach was, I know Mr. Berlink, he's a super guy. He's a little competitive. Yeah, and, and I mean, that's was, what you want as a coach. <laughs> he was, he was a, a tad annoyed with his team. I guess so, yeah, you could put it that way. But after then, they uh, they ended up beating Cascade 100-30. to 30, And then uh, they played Chelan Thursday night, which Chelan's also a really good yeah, year. I think Chelan's they were, doing pretty well. I think they were also 12-5 and five entering the game or somewhere along those marks. And uh, they beat them. I forget the final score. I know it was. You said it was like fifteen points. I think it was fifty-eight to forty-three, if I remember correctly. But uh, yeah, so excited to see where those two teams go. And then down in Mattawa, they've got a really good boys basketball team this year. A couple losses as of late, but I know they picked up a win on uh, Tuesday Mm -hmm. night. So we could be seeing some teams at the at the dome. Yeah. I mean, it's a little of, early. It's a little early to talk about that, but we could be seeing some teams at the dome. Yeah, state basketball is about. Five weeks away. I'm excited. Five or six, yeah. It's yeah. So we'll uh, we'll see how many local teams we end up getting there. I think uh, it depends on the classification, but we could have teams really across the state. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. One of my favorite moments at the tournament last year. I don't think the lady was from any of the local areas, but they were walking in to the dome, and she stopped to take a picture of the banner over that said "Welcome to State Basketball," uh-huh. and she was just like. Click. <laughs> yep. I always make sure to take one of those every time I go to a state event. So I do keep my state passes. Yeah, same. I don't know if we're supposed to, but we will talk about that. <laughs> um, and then another basketball game this we had this week. We had a pretty big game between Moses Lake and or Moses Lake Christian Academy and Soap Blake in Soap Lake. And that Blake. was a what we what they used to call a barn burner. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, Moses Lake Christian Academy ended up winning the game sixty four to sixty two. Uh, the Lions started the game on an 11-2 run, kind of started with a three-pointer by sophomore James Robert- Robertson, ended up kind of rolling from there. But then Soap Lake, their three started to fall. Okay. Um, they ended up taking a 13-12 lead in that first quarter, and it was just a big game of runs. Mm-hmm. Um, after the Towards the end of the first half, the Lions go on a 7-0 run to go up 37-30 to at the end of the uh, first half. And then uh, kind of a back-and-forth third quarter, I think, uh, MLCA ended up outscoring Soap Lake by like one point in that third mm-hmm. quarter. But then Soap Lake kind of went on a bit of a run to open that fourth quarter, ended up tying the game at 57, then a couple of traded baskets. They were tied again at 59 with about three minutes left. And then the Lions upped the ante on defense and started getting those turnovers. There was a big stop that forced a jump ball. I believe it was uh, senior Caleb Jones. Who uh, forced that jump ball with about mm-hmm. 59 seconds left uh. with the with the Lions up, I believe, by a basket or one point, something like that. Um, but yeah, head coach Emerson Ferguson said it just kind of was about their poise. They've been in some big games over the last couple years, mm-hmm. and it really shows in these closely contested games, especially in league. Um, with the win, uh, Moses Lake Christian Academy Covenant Christian School. They checked into the number one spot in 1B Boys Basketball according wow. to the okay. WIAA's rating uh, rating percentage index. So Speaking of teams, we could see at the arena. Yeah, so uh, it, was a good, it was a really good game. Soap Lake, 
uh, fell to six and five and two and three in the Central Washington B League with the loss, but ended up getting a win against Pateras on Thursday, okay. uh, going on the road there. And then with the win and then another win over Waterville Mansfield on Wednesday, MLCA is eleven and one overall and ten and or nine wow. and one in B games. So wow, okay. Yeah, they've been tough to take down this yeah. year. <laughs> see, it, see at the arena. Mm. It's, it's early, but still, you mm. can see some people at the arena. Definitely. I believe that would be uh, the Lions' third straight state birth if they're wow. able to get there this okay. year. So. Fingers crossed. <laughs> and we can, uh, we can have a podcast about talking about a little bit of wrestling. Yes. So um, yeah. in Friday's edition of the Herald, we had a story about Moses Lake winning their fourth straight duel, defeating Richland 35-30 to at home. Um Moses Lake head coach Jose Tanguma said it was pins by sophomore Jesus Garcia and freshman Eli Anderson that were really the turning points in the match. Uh, Moses Lake really controlled the lighter weights. Um, They won the 106 to 132 pound bouts. uh, And then after losing the 138 pound match, they ended up winning the 144 and 150. So those lighter weights and those middle Mm -hmm. weights, they they wrestled really well in there. But then in some of those mid to upper weight classes, that's where they kind of struggled a little bit mm-hmm. outside of uh, Eli Anderson's pin. Um, uh, all all the matches that Moses Lake lost on Tuesday night were all by pins. But oh, they, wow. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they ended up getting the win, winning 35-30. Go 35 big or go home, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but uh, Tanguma said that Moses Lake's wrestling well at the right time. That's obviously something you want to hear with postseason quickly approaching, I yeah. believe. February second or third is when they yeah. have the, the big Classic nine districts is only are like a month away. Yeah, it's uh, it's surprising to hear, but we're, it's uh, it's getting close. It's getting really close. Awesome. Well, I think and, that's gonna and we're going to see some of those guys at the dome. Mm-hmm. Guys and girls. Yes, um, we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of really good wrestlers in the Columbia Basin. Yeah, I know. Um, with the w- weather permitting, um, <laughs> looking forward to getting to. The uh, Lady Husky invite yes. down at Othello on Saturday, and then maybe a couple of other tournaments around the area. I know Quincy has their Matt Animal Invitational, and then uh, Lynn Ritzville Sprague has the Bronco invite. So right. we'll see how many of those go on with the yeah, the with weird the weather we've got yeah. going on. But it happens. It's January, so it's going to happen. Yeah, definitely. And we'll, we'll have it, uh, we'll yeah. have coverage of all the tournaments, and I know there's some going on across the state as well. Uh, I know Moses Lake is at the um, Brumble in the Valley okay. down at Prosser. That got canceled the first day, but I believe they're still trying to go on Saturday. Okay, so, okay. I should, I'd like, um, one thing, I went to the Lady Husky Invitational last year, mm-hmm. and it is astounding, the growth in girls wrestling. Oh, yeah. And there was so much going on. It, last year it was a two-day tournament. This year the first day has been canceled. Mm-hmm. But typically it's a two-day tournament. And even on the second day, they had so many girls wrestling that they had to have six mats. Um, Othello has two gyms. There were mats in both gyms, mats in the wrestling room. And at one point, they thought they might need to put mats in the cafeteria. <laughs> in the end, they didn't. But that gives you some idea of the, of the quick and remarkable growth in girls wrestling. Mm, definitely. I know and, the, the mat classics already split into two classifications yeah. and... Maybe we'll see that split even more yeah. with the if it continues to grow. This and way. wrestling in Moses Lake and Othello and Quincy and Afreda and all these different places has always been a very popular sport. Mm. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. Well, I think that's <laughs> going to do it for sports this week. Thank you all for tuning in. All right.
The Studio Basin Podcast is produced by the Columbia Basin Herald, a local newspaper serving Grant and Adams counties in Washington State. Our publisher is Clint Schroeder, and our regional general manager is Bob Richardson. Our managing editor is Rob Miller, and our reporting staff consists of me, senior reporter Cheryl Schweitzer, staff writer and paginator Joel Martin, ace sports reporter Ian (laughs) Vermona, and staff writer Gabriel Davis. The Columbia Basin Herald is published five days a week in print and online. The paper's website is www.columbiabasinherald.com. To provide feedback on the paper or the podcast, please email us at editor at columbiabasinherald.com. The um, Columbia Basin Herald app is available in the any news, any Play Store like Google Play or Mm -hmm. Apple Apple wherever, Apple whatever, or... Samsung, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and the paper's only a buck if you want to pick it up. Um, thank you for listening. We will see you next week.